MSU beats Brown on Saturday at Breslin Center. We go through the stars of the game, what trends we are liking with this team. And also, yeah, well, we got to give Tom Izzo another pat on the back for what he's done so far this season from a micro level to a grand level as well. Hey, let's talk Spartan hoops. Let's get it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Spartan fans? Hey, hope you're having a good weekend so far, or if you're already into the work week, well, hey, let's start this one strong and still celebrate a nice little victory over the weekend before getting into Spartans beating the Brown Bears. Hey, just want to thank you uh, once again just for giving us a watch or a listen, and hey, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. Hey, Spartans. 68 Brown 50. And yes, let's not kid ourselves. Is Brown a great team? Are they going to make a run to the Elite Eight in March Madness? Absolutely, probably not. Um, Yeah, but hey, anytime you hold any team to 50 points, that is a good performance. Michigan State beats Brown by 18 points. We're going to get into it. Or hey, if you lived a lifestyle without Michigan State sports in your life this weekend. You decided to skip this game. We'll do a quick little refresher right here. It was a slow start, actually. It wasn't, you know, stress-free the entire evening after about seven and a half minutes. MSU's just up nine to eight, and Brown just got back-to-back offensive rebounds. They eventually scored a three-pointer, and oh my god, Tom Izzo had enough. He called a timeout, and look, we've we've seen this man angry. Many a times in our Michigan State fanhood, I I saw a shade of red on his face I haven't seen in quite some time when he called that timeout, and the team responded. Uh, That's right, ending the first half on a 23-10 run, and quite simply, the the rest was history. Um, This looks like a Brown team that was playing its first legitimate opponent of the season. Uh, Michigan State did a really good job at holding their point guard at bay, complete non-factor in the game, but that's something that we talked about heading into this one, is that, hey, with Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard as your wing defenders, okay, if, if another team's strength is wing players and guard play, especially when that other team's an Ivy League school, it's going to turn out okay for you. And one really nice stat, too, we'll just get right into the stats and the stars of the game right now. The best stat of the day, six turnovers for Michigan State. And right now, Don't look now, but their turnover percentage on offense is top 35 in the nation. And that is a stat that Michigan State has just been downright horrible in. Like the last six years, they rank well into the 100s in the nation uh, for turnover percentage. But hey, right now, a lot of season left. Probably not going to sustain this, but if not for nothing else, right now, hey, we're, we're enjoying a team that takes care of the ball. In East Lansing, which, my God, how abnormal is that to say? So, let's talk about the stars to the game. And, of course, we got to start at the very top. The man who celebrated a career milestone on Saturday night, Joey Hauser. 22 points, and within that 22 points, he hit his 1,000th career point as well. Uh, That spans over his time at Michigan State, his freshman year at Marquette as well. Five rebounds as well, four assists. And right now... Joey Hauser sitting at 1,007 career points. 678 of those have come as a Spartan. So, uh, yeah, the, the bulk of it coming here in East Lansing. So, before we go any further with any other stars of this game, 
we got to just keep on giving Joey Hauser some nods of approval, some pats on the back, some applause, if you will, because Lord knows a lot of people were tough on this kid last year, and I'm one of those people because it, it, was, it was not a good start to the season last year. And let's just look at where he is after 11 games this season compared to where he was 11 games into last season as well. To take a trip back to 2021, he started last year in his first 11 games averaging 6 points per game, just 29% shooting from 3, and that was with 20.9 minutes per game. Okay? After the first 11 games this year, he has more than doubled his points per game. He's gone from 6 points per game to 13.9 points per game so far this season. He has gone from 29% shooting from 3 to start the year last year to 42.9% from 3. And, oh yeah, he's being asked to do a lot more of it because, well, he's not doing 20.9 minutes per game like he was last year. He's at 34 minutes per game game this season and yes of course that's also going to be inflated with that 46 minute night that he had against Kentucky in double overtime so not only is Michigan State asking a ton from Joey Hauser but Joey Hauser is also giving Michigan State a lot as well and this was one of the storylines easily a top three storyline going into the season of what Joey Hauser are we going to get this season because like we said like we just proved it was not a great season for him last year, especially at the start, but okay. Once you started getting to like mid-February or March, I, who can forget that Davidson game, you start to think, ah, oh, is this a Joey Hauser that we can possibly see next year? And I don't want to jinx anything. I mean, all signs are pointing to, well, so far so good. We, we will see if his body can last the entire season because whew, 34 minutes of college basketball per night, is a lot, and I think that this is going to be a player that loves Michigan State just playing two games in the next 20 days or something like that. Give this man a jacuzzi, give him a massage, give just give this man some rest because he has been showing out so far. And he wasn't, of course, the only one showing out on Saturday against Brown. You also have A.J. Hogard, 17 points, 4 assists, and just 1 turnover. Once again, hot start to the game for him. He went into the locker room at halftime with 10 points to his name. What better way can you ask to follow up a career night that he had at Penn State than with, well, just double-digit points in the first half against Brown. Jaden Akins, hey, you know, not like the, the most eye-popping stat line, but nine points, which ties his season high. He also had a season-high three-pointers. He drilled three of them. I want to shout-out Trayvon Holloman as well. He tied his season high with 18 minutes on Saturday. Six assists, zero turnovers, and no, he did not score any points, but good facilitator. Obviously, just a menace on defense. We talked up and down about it heading into the season. Just his range and his motor alone will make him a good defensive player. And we're still going to talk about it because we see that every single time Trayvon Holloman hits the court. And I got a comparison so far. I think it's pretty apt. Uh, right now, Trayvon Holloman, kind of like just Tum Tum Nairn. If Tum Tum had like a, a, a six foot seven or six foot eight wingspan, whatever Trayvon Holloman has. Now, will he be like a Tum Tum his whole career? Probably not. I, I would imagine his offense comes along a little bit, but in the sense that, hey, he's a good facilitator, really can rely on him for defense and a really strong motor. That's kind of what I see when he steps onto the court. So Tum Tum, if uh, 
He had go-go gadget arms, if you will, so far this season. Also, hey, let's shout out Davis Smith right now. He scored his first career points as a Spartan on Saturday as well. Him and his dad, Steve Smith, now have a combined 2,265 points, which I'm not even going to look it up. I'm assuming that's like top three point combinations uh, for father and son in the Big Ten. I don't know. If you guys have time and you want to look that up and see if I'm wrong, go for it. But yeah, that is your key players right there, your star players. One little interesting note I found as well, or not a note, but just something that I observed that I thought was interesting, is that Pierre Brooks was uh, obviously active in the game, put up a lot of shots, but not a lot from three-point land. And this is where you can use this three-game stretch of Brown, Oakland, Buffalo to kind of work on some things. Heading into this game, Pierre Brooks, 47 of his 71 shot attempts heading into Saturday's game came from three-point land. 47 of his 71 shots from behind the arc. That's 66%. He had nine shots on Saturday, and just one of them was a three-pointer. Yes, he did go two of nine from the field. Michigan State didn't need him to have a good game to get by Brown, obviously, but hey, Pierre working on his inside game a little bit, his back down game a little bit, his mid-range game. So, you know, just nice to experiment something like that, and you can do it in a game where, really, the game was never a threat to lose. So, hey, there you go, Pierre Brooks. We see you working in the lab. You're not just a three-point shooter. Let's go, baby. That's what I'm talking about. We got more shooty hoops talk coming in a hot second, but, hey, I, I'm trying to keep you safe this holiday season, and so is Simply Safe Home Security. We believe that the holidays are a time to feel safe warm welcome and this season give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system that's right simply safe and do it right now simply safe is offering locked on spartans listeners 40 percent off a new security system but don't put this off simply safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by u.s news and world report for a third straight year that's right they are three-peating over at simply safe in an emergency 24 7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology fast protect technology that's a ton twister exclusively from simply safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so that you can get high priority police response don't miss on your chance to save big on my favorite security system get 40 percent off of any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college that's simplysafe.com slash locked on college there's no safe like simply safe and before getting into this next segment here hey on tomorrow's show we're going to be doing biggest overreactions of the first month of the season. Obviously, you know that I'll have a few. I'm going to bounce some off of a special guest, pick his brain about it. It's a great basketball mind. We're talking Sam Martin, friend of the program. If you have any you want to send over, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com or comment below on this video on YouTube if that's how you are consuming this content. So before actually getting into more MSU basketball talk... Let's talk about our Nittany Lions right now. Let's talk about the Penn State Nittany Lions. That's some more good news that came to Michigan State on Saturday. Penn State went into Champaign, Illinois. They didn't beat the Illini. They absolutely smoked the Illini. Road game, Nittany Lions take it to them 74-59. Obviously, Illinois, you know by now, top 20 team, pretty good team. And I think we all knew this leaving the game earlier this week that, hey, that was a good win. Okay, that, that was solid. Good job. 
I, I think we're going to learn throughout the season just how really good of a win that is to go on the road, leave Happy Valley with the win that is now probably going to be a quad one win. And we'll talk later how close Michigan State may or may not be to making the tournament here. But alas, for now, that is a really good win. So if you didn't feel good enough about it earlier this week on Wednesday night, well, whew, triple how you feel about that right now because Penn State's a good team. Are they like win the Big Ten title good? Okay, no, I'm not going to be that extreme, but that is a really solid team over there. And to go on the road and just snatch a win from them, hey, there you go. Just want to talk about something um, about Tom Izzo. Right now, too, I don't have a good segue for this or anything, but uh, look, hey, we talk about Tom Izzo all the time on this show uh, for a good reason. He makes a lot of the decisions, yada, yada, yada. And hey, we talk about, well, he should have done this in the portal. You know, there's nothing better than criticizing a Hall of Fame head coach that's been at a program for upwards of 25 years. But hey, we got to do a good job, too, of crediting this guy when credit is due. And what I saw on Saturday really kind of reminded me just how good of a button pusher Tom Izzo is. Picking the right button, pressing it at the right time, and you don't stay at a program for this long. You don't do the great things that he's done without being good at stuff that doesn't even have to do with X's and O's as well. And this is nothing that you can find in a box score or really on film all the time too, but man, Tom Izzo, very very good at pushing the correct buttons. And let's talk about it from the most micro level, and we'll expand it out as we've gone through this season. The very micro level, obviously that well-timed timeout. Uh, look, this game was not going to be in danger. Michigan State was going to win. I'm not going to say that, oh, if he doesn't call that timeout, Michigan State probably doesn't beat Brown. No, I think they were going to win that game, but man, did his team need a wake-up call after that first seven, eight minutes of the game, calls the timeout, Screams at every single person. I thought he was going to rip the, the kidneys straight out of Jackson Kohler, but uh, we know by now that that's just how Izzo coaches and gets his guys fired up. But yeah, uh, safe to say his team responded well there. Okay, a little bit of a grander level. Speaking of firing a guy up and having him on his right side of his game, okay, I would say benching A.J. Hogard to start the game at Notre Dame was a pretty good button to push. AJ has only responded in that game or from that benching with, well, the end of that Northwestern game, the last 19 points Michigan State scored, AJ Hogarth even scored or assisted on 17 of those points. He saw a team that needed his help. He went super aggressive, really productive as well. Obviously wasn't good enough for the win. However, a winning effort did come at Penn State. Career high. 23 points in that first half when MSU was down 10 he dug them out of that 10 point hole and then also against Brown 17 point game you know just really solid game but here's a stat that is all sorts of fun and this was kind of the reason why AJ Hogarth didn't get the start at Notre Dame is because he was turning the ball over an absurd amount in the first eight games of the season 3.75 turnovers per game in the last three games just 1.6 turnovers uh, that is how you respond. And, well, you can't respond to something if someone doesn't push a button. Tom Izzo pushed that button. And also at a grander level. That's right. Let's zoom out even more. This schedule, too, is a great button to push. And, hey, look, I mean, this is nothing new to us. Tom Izzo loves smashing this button, the make my schedule as impossible as possible uh, button. 
And hey, look, it's it's good right now as you're sitting at seven and four. And he co commented on it after the game as well, saying that hey, when you look at the top ten, he can ask his team, well, who are you afraid of? Because you've already faced some really damn good teams, and you also did good against a few of them as well. But also, you could look at teams that you lost to and say, well. Okay, do you think that you could be better than them? What is it going to take to be better than them? So, yeah, it's just the, the tale is old as time of anywhere, anyone, anytime, or whatever that old adage is. I think that this could pay off in spades for Michigan State. And sometimes, too, look, you look across the nation, and how many times is a team looking good going into conference play? And, uh-oh, we're actually on the road for the first time ever. We're testing ourselves for the first time in December Izzo just wants to iron those wrinkles out immediately. And the, the, the grandest level of button pushing possible. And look, I, I've cried up and down about it. Maybe you have. It's a very hot topic with Michigan State fans and media alike. But the grandest button to push is just how this whole roster was made up to and not going to the portal in the offseason. And, and the button that he pushed right there is the keep the team chemistry rolling. And this was something that he commented on not too long ago that, no, is this my most talented roster? Absolutely not. No, and I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, but is this my tightest roster that I've had in quite some time? Yes, it is. Maybe it would have been different if he brought in a portal guy. I mean, never mind, hey, maybe this player leaves if they fill in a portal slot with their position. Never mind that, but it's just the locker room dynamic as well. Looks pretty healthy here. This season, yes, 7-4, could it be better? Yeah, of course it could. You could be 11-0. But with that schedule... With the injuries that this team has already had this season, could it be worse than 7-4? and four? You bet. You're sweet. You know what? That it absolutely could be. But I think the chemistry has really proven to be a strength for this team. So, yeah, that's completely non-analytical. Just kind of, you know, corner of the sports bar talk right there. But that's something I truly believe in. Tom Izzo, great button pusher. Now let's cut against all that banter and talk Really analytical, super computery right now because we head to BartTorvik.com to end this show. BartTorvik.com, all about the simulations. They'll simulate 10,000 seasons or 10,000 games and crunch the numbers and do a lot of stuff that my brain can't comprehend. But I, I like just the numbers they spit out here. So let's look at the projected record for Michigan State to write out the rest of the season. BartTorvik.com has Michigan State at a 17-14 and 14 overall record with a 9-11 and 11 record in Big Ten play. They are favored to win the next four games, which of course are all at home, against Oakland, Buffalo, Nebraska, and Michigan. And right now, if you look at the NCAA tournament, their projections, they say Michigan State is the third team out right now. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm not freaking out. I'm not panicking. I'm not pulling even more of my hair out because... It's still early in the season, but this is just more so to say this is what the computers are projecting. Um, yes, I think the tournament conversation will still kind of be here throughout the rest of the season, especially with how hard this Big Ten is. But no, am I at DEFCON 2 right now? No, I, absolutely not. I think that this team is going to enjoy having just two games in the next two weeks before they get into the meat of Big Ten play. And, oh yeah, that's right, they get Malik Hall back too, which I don't think is factored into these numbers as well. So, hey, Tom Izzo said it right after the game on Saturday that he is thrilled to be done with this slate of the schedule. Quote, I'm the happiest guy in America that the 11 games of hell is over. 
Tom, I might not be as happy as you, but I'm pretty close behind you, and I think a lot of us fans are as well because, woo, what a gauntlet to start the season. There you have it. We will be back tomorrow. Again, hey, if you have any overreactions you want to send to us, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Any football news that breaks, you already know where to find it, Locked on Spartans. we got a fun slate of shows. We'll have Justin Thind on later this week. We'll have Mark Titus of the Titus and Tate show at some point this week as well. Keep it tuned here. Locked on Spartans. You guys are the best. Let's have a great week. Love you all. Go Green.